Hello and welcome to another MSC Performance Podcast, a special that is called Two Max, One Mike. And we are joined by a special guest today, Mr. Mark Colson. Our fearless leader. Thank How you. are you? You're very well, thank you, Max. Thank you, uh, <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, yes. It's an honour to be here. Uh, really glad to, glad to be back and uh, just hoping that I can you know, provide uh, a little bit of sugar so Exactly. A bit of flavour. I mean, we've got... <laughs> For the listeners, the millions of listeners who will be uh, oh, listening. Nervous, I know. I think we have got a few topics to talk about, but please just stay with us because I think if you listen to mine and Max's previous <laughs> one, we do segue quite a lot. So just stick with us if you are listening and you haven't turned up by now. Um, if you can see, we've all got our huge coffee cup. So should we have a cheers? Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Let's have a good old podcast. So Buffalo. before we talk about anything serious and important, I've got a topic I want to talk about. So me and you, Mark, yesterday, no, sorry, the day before, we had a nice little venture, didn't we, to um, Costco. We did. We did. <laughs> That's correct. That's I correct. want to have a little chat about that experience. What was your first experience like? Because, Matt, you've been to a Costco before, haven't you? It meant many years ago, many moons ago, I've been. I would say one of the best places I've ever been to in my life. Oh, yeah. I would put it out there. It, it's, it's an absolute experience. I mean, Sonia made me sign up to it over a year ago. Yeah. We hadn't been once. Uh, so we bought a membership a year, just over a year ago. I mean, we got there the other day and they were like, <laughs> your membership's so... expired. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, haven't been yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, we haven't been once. We haven't been once and uh, went in there and it was, yeah, absolute mind kind of mind-boggling experience. I mean... I was just discombobulated the moment I walked in. It was... Uh, that first half an wow. hour was intense, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I'll, I'll paint the picture for you, okay? <laughs> we walked in with our trolley and we just went, oh my God, it's huge. And there's... Have you been to the one in Birmingham? Yeah, yeah. There's that little section with all the tellies and the instruments. I think we spent about an hour there. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, go, we went there for toilet... <laughs> we went there for toilet paper, water and blue roll. And nearly came back with the TV, a DJ set. Karaoke machine. Karaoke machine. And a beard trimmer. Beard trimmer. <laughs> did a beard I did trimmer. get a beard trimmer because I needed that. Um, yeah. So um, hopefully the counter doesn't too hard of the receiver. Yeah. A little beard trimmer. which uh, It's an experience and a half though, isn't it? Uh, like, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, what, what an experience. We played some Mortal Kombat as well on, the, um, on the arcade machine. Um, after about three hours, we eventually got around to buying toilet paper and water. Stuff for the gym, yeah, um, which was the most is, important. Is, is that a hint to come as to what's going to be in place of members soon? We're going to have uh, MSC Games Arcade, Mortal well, Kombat, yeah, do you know what? Time think, Crisis 3. Yeah, I think we very, very nearly came back with a couple of bits, didn't we? On the, we were close. On I think if we... But I think it's... I think, Yes is the answer. I think we will go down that road. I'd love to have like a game section where, you know, we've got our basketball uh, hoop back up. We've got, you know, um, maybe some, you know, a couple of arcades, a PS1. Um, <laughs> what, P- what PlayStation's what out there? PS5, Ron. All right. PS1. Don't forget the- PS1 with FIFA 2000. Um, the golf, yeah, golf, net. golf, golf net. net. Uh, table said so there was a four in one like um, pool table. So it's pool table, table tennis, air hockey, and I just thought like that would be incredible if we can get you know above the office, above the kitchen, that, that sort of that upstairs bit. If we can get that sorted out, yeah, and then we could have like a game section up there 
um, with some sofas, some coffee. I think things like that would be really, really cool. I think at the moment, we've probably still got some other work-ons that we need to do. Um, it's close, so though. It's I close. Think, yeah, it's I think close over... Second. Exactly. I think over the next, you know, let's say year, 18 months, I think the priority is still, um, you know, one or two more bits of kit we want to get. Um, you know, there's obviously work we can do and we want to do in the changing rooms yes, and the toilets definitely. and the entrance, etc. I think at the moment it would be... I would feel a little bit guilty spending the budget on Mortal Kombat <laughs> arcade machine. Um, Mate, just, just, just yeah. whilst we've got those other things to improve, but all in good time, yeah, that will happen. I mean, we're, we're, you know, what are we, seven, you know, just over seven years 70. old. Maybe the 10th, uh, I mean, that's, I'd like to get it done soon that, but maybe the 10th birthday is a treat where, you know, we have a bit of budget aside and we buy, buy you know, buy games area for the members. I think that'd be really cool. I'd like a sauna as well. A little sauna, um, yeah. I think on that, that's a very good topic. But these are, th- these are things to work towards and I think we've got other priorities at the moment. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to just throw my two cents in there. Throw my hat in the ring. Go on, if Max. there's a comment I could bring in. Anyone that listened to the last two Max One Mike podcasts yes. might have honed in the fact All that I am, I am a big lifelong fan of the worldwide pool phenomenon Earl the Pearl Strickland I don't know if you picked up on that Earl the Pearl Strickland Strickland, one of the most famous American pool players of all time and I I would really have an issue with a four in one pool table as a a purist we we had this discussion in there it was a good 10 minute discussion so it was on its side and we were like is this full size no we we could never I agree I agree I mean American pool every day of the week Um, you've got to have a full size table Um, there's nothing that irritates it more than one of those little ones with the green snooker felt you've got little twigs for cues and it's in a room that's too small to really get your backswing going so you've really got to be able to bridge and position yourself I mean Pub, a, pub sports are a real thing they and they deserve they the respect that they are as a sensational pool player myself um <laughs> i i do agree and I, I think if we didn't go down that route like full-size pool table like it's so easy to put a darts board up there as well not not um, to brag yeah. not to brag but i actually used to have my own pool cue so do i i did my was signed by really yeah mine was signed by what, you, got your, you got a pool cue signed by a snooker player yeah, but it was one of the generic ones. It was really honestly. Yeah. Do you know? You see, screw half half, <laughs> screw it together. There's no such thing as I, I had exactly the same snooker. Yeah, mine was the song by Jimmy White. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> mine was the passionate. choice. Mine was between those sort of ones. Yeah, you sort of screw it, put it in a little seat. I went through. I went for a period of like a year or two at college of uh, getting into a bit of snooker. Yeah. Mm. Um, Did you go to pool? I used to go with my dad to pool, good. like pool halls with my with my little cue, yeah, like walking yeah. with the little case. Yeah, yeah. 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 that'd be terrible. My, yeah. my first two years of uni. Around. My first two years of uni. The amount of time I spent in Rileys, cheap cheap pints, yeah. cheap, cheap pool cues, great felt. What time to be alive? I know. Is 24 hours so MSC snooker hall pool hall is mm. in, in the works. In the works, I think let's you know again to, to stress you know the, the point again. I think it's important that we, um, you know, I, I think there's I think there's work that could be done in the entrance, the change rooms, etc. There's bigger fish to fry right now, um, but. It will happen. It's I something I'm very key. I want to create that almost like um, it's a little bit hipster, but that you know Google sort of uh, setup. You know yeah, where we've yeah, got like, pods and sleeping pods. That might be too far, <laughs> but 
I might be too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I just bumped yeah, yeah. and hammered. Well, I reckon that would go down well with the powerlifters, yeah. though. I've got, they need a bit of rest, don't they? <laughs> 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 a couple of hours between sets. Yeah, yeah. Have a quick nap. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of hammocks at home, and I think they're invaluable. Yeah. I think, you know, it's... Uh, Again, these are things that we can we can work towards. Yeah. Um, I want to make it, uh, you know, um, a MSC a safe and welcoming environment. <laughs> but I think, you know, though, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Like, you, you know, for, for, from a staffing point of view as well, like yourself, you know, you run two big, you know, strongman classes today. I just think a 10 minute blast on Mortal Kombat <laughs> or, you know, a 10 minute snooze yeah. in the hammer. Game of killer on pool. Yeah, again, like... quick, game, quick game of pool. But, you know, because, you know, I trust that the the vision of where we want to take MSC and the passion is there from, from everybody. Um, so it's not like a case of, or I hope it's not a case of, you know, that kind of micromanaging and like, right, you've got, you know, you've got to do this or this or that. Like, I trust the team enough to do those couple of Metcons and then I know it's going to be a five, ten minute blast of, Pool or more skill based stuff, or isn't it? It's skill based stuff. It's still skill. It's still yeah, exactly. Karaoke, now. whatever it yeah. is. Of course, of course. <laughs> and then lasted a bit of um, who's your point? And then you're back into it. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash in between the Met guns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I think um, on, the, on that topic, Mark and yeah. Max, I think it's very good. Like to bring it back, hone it in a little bit. So we sent out a feedback form quite recently, didn't we? And we got a lot of good, honest feedback that we are going to take forward, and we really respect. A lot of the members mm. actually put in through their opinions on how we can improve MSC. And we're really going to try and act upon a lot of, like the majority of things put forward as soon as possible, aren't we? Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of feedback about pool halls <laughs> and Mortal Kombat. No. And, but not, like, not everyone knows that that's what they need. I think yeah. now people are going to go back and <laughs> refill in the feedback form and put pool hall, Mortal Kombat, table tennis, karaoke, mm. DJ yeah. set. So I think we've got that sleeping pods. We've got that to really look forward to, haven't we? Yeah. But in, as you say, in a much more serious note, it's actually quite nice. It was quite nice to read a lot of those replies and see that, um, you know, we, we, we sell ourselves as a brand on, you know, a place that offers great coaching, trying to build this kind of this third space environment, so to speak, outside of the, you know, the place of work and the home, somewhere where people can go and have a good community, have a good, good fun and obviously get a very high standard of coaching as well mm-hmm. um and see that come back almost universally across the board it's like classes are great coaching's great yeah um you know we we know there's areas to work on and as we said that kind of comes down to a lot of the kind of the facilities you know ma- making sure we maintain the kit making sure the changing rooms and toilets are up to spec which are obviously in, in the works um yeah. yeah it was really really nice to see that actually some of the feedback where we you know we strive to be very yeah. good at what we do that's actually exactly what the members are saying which is great yeah, we welcome as much feedback as possible, don't we? Like, the more the better. Like, the more honest feedback we get, the more we can then act upon it. So, yeah, I just thought I'd put it out there and say thank you for the members for actually replying to it all mm-hmm. and actually giving us good, honest feedback. Right, on to a serious topic now. Okay, we've had a chat about Paul. So, was that not serious? It was a little bit serious. <laughs> we will go to Paul. We will, we will get a Paul table. But, so we wanted to have a little chat about hypertrophy and stuff, didn't we? And I think what works well with hypertrophy is you're training at the moment quite hard, aren't you? Yeah, so yeah, with yeah. Regards, you've got a wedding to get ready for. I've got a wedding to get ready for. You want to maintain as much muscle mass. You want to a jersey. He wants to look as wham as possible. So why don't you talk me through the kind of training that you're doing currently to maximise hypertrophy or get yourself ready for that mm. wedding shirt so your arms are looking wham? Because you're not doing any calves or legs at the moment, are you? I actually did four sets of calves yesterday. Wow. Four sets of calves yesterday. And cycling. 
and cycling in as well, yeah. Not, they're not growing yet, but you've just got to keep, as Alan Titchmarsh would say, just keep putting in the groundwork. Yeah, um, absolutely. Keep grafting yeah. um, and just hope that the, 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 seed, the, the seeds grow. Mm. Um, so come on, talk us through what kind of training you're so, currently embarking on. In, in, in theory, it's a five-day-a-week split. Mm. In theory, life gets in the way. So if that fight, if those five sessions happen over eight days, if those five sessions happen over nine days, um, fine. Like I said, I'm not stressing too much over that. Mm. Um, not quite like body part split, but upper lower. Um, the lower body sessions are are pretty minging, so I'm 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 cutting those down a little bit. Um, but I think that with hypertrophy, people, people just assume that it's anything in like the eight to twelve rep range, mm. and that's kind of where you grow muscle. One to six is strength. Seven apparently does nothing. Um, and then as as the old 90s trainers might say, 12 to 20, you're toning and shaping. Um, which is which, which is obviously just not correct. Mm. Um, so I think with with hypertrophy, like I said, I think as long as you're where people stress most about the rep ranges, the biggest thing to me is that you know you're picking exercises appropriately and you're executing them in the right way, uh, as opposed to just picking a rep range. You know, a lot of the research now says if you're if you're training hard enough anywhere from like 30 to 100 percent your one rep max is effective for hypertrophy yeah. now there's obviously yeah. a lot of nuance within that um but you know it's the biggest thing for me is exercise selection so um making sure you're in as much of a kind of stable base as possible yeah. as much of a stable position as possible um and what you're doing isn't necessarily limited by skill so what i mean by that is if you're right. if you're trying to really grow your hamstrings which is probably the prime example you know you see a lot of people doing things like single leg rdls um like single leg hip thrusts where they've got a barbell that's really unbalanced across yeah. their hips that sort of thing the more skill is a factor in the exercise that you're performing um the more you're limiting your ability to actually put tension and work through a muscle group. Because yeah. again, if you do a single leg RDL at some point, you're going to start falling over and losing your balance before you can just start accumulating more reps on more weight. <clears throat> so I think more, more importantly than the rep range, which is what people always sweat over, or do I do eight to 12 or do I do it like 10 to 15? It's just pick an exercise that is almost no skill involved, something that you haven't really got to think about too much. And then work out ways that you can really maximize the range of motion on yeah. those exercises. So make sure that every single rep, you're really taking the time to move that the target muscle through a really nice, like deep stretch, and then coming right the way up through the movement as well. Um, so I yeah, I, mean, a, I think that's a, that's a good point. So I, I often say a lot of the time it's most of the people think when they're trying to obviously train for hypertrophy and put muscle mass on all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. their first look is to put weight on and like mm-hmm. on, yeah. on the bar when actually I'm a big advocate for make that barbell or the dumbbell or the machine feel as heavy as possible before you even think about yes. chucking any weight on. Yeah. So if you control that eccentric part of the movement, like as good as possible, you get good range of motion, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like I've seen you do, like when you do your incline bench, you're a good three, four second on the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big squeeze at the bottom, driver, mm-hmm. and you're making that weight as hard as possible without even thinking about chucking, going up to the next dumbbells and putting more stress on your yeah. joints. Yeah. So it's maximizing the weight that you're on first, mm-hmm. and then you can look at putting the more weight on yeah. as the weeks and, go on. And, and, and the way you think about it as well, like one, the biggest thing that's going to, you know, if we assume that, we're picking the right exercises if we assume that we're executing them correctly as well. And again, this is just another area where we're in an environment where there's a massive amount of strength sports going on in this gym. You know, we've got great weightlifters, great powerlifters, a lot of people do field sports. And then obviously people are really into their, the functional fitness, you know, high rocks are getting massive. Moment. But, um, so there's always a huge focus on 
building strength and getting more and more weight on the bar, like you said. But um, a big thing, you know, the biggest trigger, in my opinion, you know, assuming, like you said, that you've got the right exercises executed in the right way, the biggest trigger that's going to really build muscle over the long term is then making sure that you're progressively increase your training volume. So whether it's more total tonnage, more sets, more reps and whatnot. And when you kind of do the maths or do the numbers of calculating training load, putting more weight on the bar is actually a pretty poor way yeah. of increasing the amount of work you're doing. So if you can bench hundred kilos for 10, um, you know, trying to push that hundred up to 102 or 105 as a percentage of the weight of the work done, it's actually a relatively small increase. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go from doing over four weeks, if you go from doing two sets to three sets to four sets to five sets, you're massively increasing the amount of work you're doing yeah. um, without having to increase any weight on the bar. Um, or if you know if you're sticking at three sets, trying to go from ten up to eleven up to twelve reps, even that is a, is a much smaller progression. But um, you know it's a much more surefire way of making sure that you're you're accurately and effectively and consistently increasing training volume. Yeah. Um, so the weight on the weight on the bar can almost not change to some extent for five six weeks at a time. As long as you're increasing um, reps, kind of thing it, every time. It's exactly just, that. It's exactly intensity, that. isn't it? As well. Like it's yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, you can be at a certain RAR whatever but as long as you're getting very very close to failure and it's like all your body knows is that mechanical tension isn't mm-hmm. it so it's like if you're getting close to failure but you'll see some people in the gym who do four or five sets of every movement and they do five six movements that's how many sets that is in total that's mm-hmm. far too much isn't it if you mm-hmm. just do two sets what you kind of do two or three sets mm-hmm. of something to absolute failure mm-hmm. three four or, or cl- close enough to failure that's all you yeah, need yeah. Isn't it? three four movements that's and, it and and uh and again like you're probably hitting two or three muscle groups in a session mm-hmm. but like i say if you're doing two or three movements like whether you're talking about quads or hamstrings or chest or shoulders or back realistically to completely work all the different branches and all the different fibers in a muscle group you don't really need more than two exercises. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might do three exercises, depending on what it the is. Beauty but... it, the beauty of it is simplicity, isn't it? Like, Massively. Yeah. Could you imagine, can you imagine like, actually explaining that to like, you know, 18, 19-year-old who's like, starting to come into the gym and like, mm. how easy it actually is? Well, what did you do at 18? Talk, so what kind of thing would you do at 18? This is a good example to try and explain, because I, I, I bet I was the same as you. So how would you train? When you first got into the gym, when you were 16, 17, 18, how would you train? um so i think probably started going to the gym when i was like 16 17 but it was really irregular mm. and obviously didn't have a clue what i was doing so i was yeah i'd, I'd go in and i'd go in and target a couple of muscles i'd do exercises that i liked yeah i quite like doing lowers like even at that age like so you know it was it was real basic. I mean, there's no, no plan to it. And would you do like a lot? It'd be like four sets of eight to 12 or something. Yeah, probably. On every, yeah, on yeah. every exercise. <laughs> I mean, it was like... that long ago, mate. I can barely remember. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, I was actually never that interested in like bodybuilding or like mm. building a massive physique. Um, I was just mad into, mad into sport. So like, you know, for me, it was as soon as I started finding out about getting stronger, doing Olympic lifts, like plyometrics, stuff like that, that really took my interest, like at quite an early age compared to most people, I think. So like maybe the first, it was only the first year or two where I was like going and just doing like, yeah, three sets of 10 on yeah. a leg extension and then a like, you know, seated chest press or something yeah. like that. Um, and that was so irregular anyway. Yeah. 
Um, but looking back, it probably would have been a good idea for me to do a bit more of that kind of, you know, that kind of of just absolute simple plain like bodybuilding stuff. Useful for anyone because, like, I was just yeah, I was getting into all that, all that other stuff, and you know, yeah, I just think like setting a bit of foundation, putting some muscle mass on at an earlier age would have been better. I was definitely chasing the intensity side of things yeah. as opposed to like just good structured volume, definitely overcomplicating things as mm. well. Yeah. Um, so like intensity, speed, you know, pliers, stuff like that without really building any sort of foundation. And you can get into that stuff like straight away when you start training, yeah. like, yeah. you know, the days of, you know, you've got to squat three times body weight before you can do a plyometric, uh, you know, which was written about like back in the day is gone but i do think there's a, a balance there where like just like i said it's so you, we're talking about it now and it's so easy to it's do interesting. just with structure yeah. discipline turning up to gym two or three times a week and like max said like 30 percent to 100 percent intensity doesn't really matter i mean just keep it on the lower scale aim for you know tension both in terms of mechanical tension time of attention gradually increasing over over time and range of motion as well mm-hmm. like i think it's just really really key you can you get a young athlete like that and just say like just focus on the range of movement gradually going to increase volume like the skill you know then by the time they're sort of three four five years into the training and they can do a full squat they can do mm-hmm. a full rdl is invaluable rather than chasing the weight yeah. limiting the range of motion and just like training hard for the sake of it, mm. do you know what I mean? It can all be based on individuals. So as you say, anywhere like there's a lot of studies out there, isn't there, that says, as you said, anywhere between 30 to 100% of your one mm. RM, as long as you're working that to failure, you're going to get hypertrophy. But mm-hmm. it's all depending on the individual. So it's like, say I was someone who liked repping stuff out and I didn't mind going to 20, 30 reps. Yeah. Happily, but it's like, I'm not someone who, well, I don't mind doing it. And I know you probably don't mind doing it, but some people might actually yeah. prefer being like, yeah five to ten reps like mm, I could, yeah. couldn't think of anything worse than doing 30 reps of the same movement so it's all dependent on the individual like bodybuilders mm. they quite like doing like drop sets 10 25 15 reps. 20 yeah, reps yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. other people who do want to sort of get heavy kind of heavyish low but they do prefer working in that like five to ten rep mm. range that'd be better for them wouldn't mm. it really and I think having having some sort of mix is probably optimal I think um Brad Schoenfeld comes about it like he's like the the OG godfather of hypertrophy research he comes at it quite an interesting way he said if you're someone who you know we think of periodization as as snc coach or coming from like a but he talks about it quite interesting we think about periodization we're talking about like a strength sport athlete or a field sport athlete <laughs> buffalo um we think about it as you know, you periodize as you know, volume comes in pre-season and then you go into strength, and then like the power work or the max effort stuff is where you peak. Whereas he talks about really trying to optimize and get as much hypertrophy as possible. He almost starts off for like a bodybuilder, he'd start off a training plan with a strength-based program, mm-hmm. try and maximize the strength so that when they then go into trying to maximize their volume, maximize their hypertrophy, they have a bigger strength base, they can perform more volume throughout that. Yeah. phase and he almost flips periodization on his head um but yeah what i was going to say with that is 
in reality, a good hypertrophy program, if you just did sets of one and five all the time, you'd fry yourself out really quickly and you probably wouldn't achieve that much volume in total. So although it yeah. does achieve it and in the literature, it's, it's like they show that, you know, heavy training like that can be very good for hypertrophy in reality and application. Like it's going to be very hard to train really heavy all year round and just Fries do low it, reps yeah. and actually stick, stick, stick to that and effectively consistently like add reps and sets. Like I say, if you just set someone like keep lifting your one rep max until you can do it for sets of five, mm. like it would be great if you could do that. Cause everyone would just be like freaky strong. Yeah. Um, but it just ain't going to happen. So in reality, a good program, you're going to come in do one or two lifts where you might be coming in and doing sets of five or sets of six and going heavy. Then as you go throughout the session, a lot of time it's saying, right now we're going to move into sets of eight to 12. Now we're going to move into sets of 12 to 20. Yeah. I think a good program really is going to be some sort of, combination of all of those yeah um it's funny though because like as you were saying if you could get to a 16 17 year old from an early age mm. like say you had me when i was 16 17 i would train like that i was a one rm every time so i'd get yeah. to the gym with my pals i'd do one rep max on my bench i'd do one rm on my deadlift one rm on my squat and then mm. one rm on my shoulder press i'd do absolute max on, like, on every day and i was working, like obviously you have that acclimatization where you do get really strong really quick but then after so often you do plateau and I was really like, why am I getting any stronger? And, <laughs> and it's really, it's really hard to get into sort of that, that young age and say, don't worry about going too heavy. Actually just, just get reps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's quite hard, isn't it? To get into that age mm. and tell them that and to let them understand because all mm. they want to do is yeah. they're in this gym environment, this new thing, and they just want to lift heavy. But we're, so, we're, yeah. It's actually quite interesting having us here on the table because all the three of us have all got clients who are at that sort of age at the moment. I've, I've got a young lad that I coach who's, who's 12. Yeah. You've got a young athlete who is she 13, 14. 14. Yeah. Um, and then Mark, you've got, you've got the two, two girls. Haven't yeah, you? yeah. 11 um, and 12. Yeah. And it's, it's like the, the biggest thing. Like, Cause obviously they're, they're now for all of us. I think we've always been coaching on those for at least a year. I'd imagine. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've been coaching for a number of years, but um, like seeing the development at that sort of age, when, everything is coached properly when it's programmed properly compared to how I developed that age. And when I was just going and being an idiot in the gym yeah. for like, yeah. Yeah. Rubbish. like seeing how well those young athletes move and how fast they're developing. Mark, I think the two girls that you coach in particular, like they're crazy to watch. Yeah. Um, crazy. But like see, seeing, seeing that sort of development and seeing the athletic capacity just develop from what is effectively like really in our minds, very, very, very basic, really straightforward, just well-organized and well-executed training. It's incredible to see how a young athlete really, really responds to that and the potential you can get. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if you think, if you, yeah. you know, if you start going to the gym at 20 and you think about the progression you get then in the 10 years to the age of 30, a best like that. But imagine just being at that kind of peak where you're already ridiculously well developed, ridiculously well trained, and you're hitting a really good peak. By the time you hit 18, 19. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, like the, the leg yeah, up yeah, you get yeah. by the time you get to senior yeah. sports. It's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievably like exciting and just mm. ridiculous to yeah. like just think where they will be when they're 16, 17, yeah. 18. Um and I think like even having spoken to you know Mick numerous times, their uh, their dad about it. Like his big thing is, like they they do absolutely have got it. They've got it in them to go and be you know world beaters. World beaters if yeah. they if whatever they, if sport they, they if, whatever sport they do if they want to. Like they yeah. do have that ability. They've got it. Like there's no doubt about it. Um, but he said like you know that'd be amazing. But like the key thing is that like they get to 
16, 18, and it's like they, they, they've got the confidence. They go off mm. to uni, go off to college, whatever. And they, they've had like by then seven, you know, seven or eight years of like good solid good SNC, like yeah. they're strong. Yeah. Like they've got reps under the belt. They know what they're doing. They're confident mm. in the in the gym, which is mm. important. Like you just go into any environment and mm, be like, yeah. bang, I'm into it. And it's 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 a part of their their lifestyle. We talk about like um, you know, to bring it back to a more basic level with older people, we talk about the the hardest thing with you know getting into the gym is the you know is is building the consistency and like making it a part of your life. Now, for me, for and for you guys. You don't even have to think about that. Like you know, it's it's, it's just ingrained. It's, it's ingrained yeah, it's yeah. You don't you don't you don't start your week by thinking, oh geez, I should go to the gym. How am I going to fit? How am I going to fit around that? Mm. Um, and that's the same for like most people that come to MSC. I would say they're not they're not thinking like that. It's like, well, how do I plan my week around the gym? Like I'm, I'm going to the gym three yeah. times this week. There's yeah. no it's non negotiable. Um, you know and. I think with people who struggle, their mindset is the other way around. It's like, how do I fit in? Oh, I just haven't got time. I'm got. Whereas for us, it's non non negotiable. And I think for these girls growing up, that's going to just, you know, the best thing about all this is that's going to be a non negotiable for them. They get yeah. to 18, 20, 25, 30, and it's just a part of their life. Like mm-hmm. it's kind yeah. of like it's it's just in, ingrained into them that that is part of the daily routine as it is brushing the teeth in the morning as mm. it is like you know eating as it is doing going to school or doing the, doing the job yeah but it is it's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's exactly so it's uh yeah and that's 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 probably the most exciting thing it's mm. just to like imagine them at 18 20 like 25 you, you're setting them up to be healthy people healthy for, for life exactly. have like like healthy yeah um, like like from a, from a mental perspective as well, like they don't health. need the discipline because yeah. it's just going to be there yeah. it's yeah. going to be normal for them and i i think more so for 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 the girls that you coach you know i can i can speak because i see this in person whereas i don't i can't really speak to to, to my client or, or, or max's um what i think is incredible for for those two in particular as well having both their parents being members of msc yeah like while you're oh, coaching them they watch their mum and dad train as well exactly and like those and two train, they two train hard as well what does the, the girls say always say to me whenever he's talking or like oh, not training they always go come it's, on you need to it's, come it's, on it's, <laughs> it's hilarious well he was in he was in here yesterday whilst the girls were training so yeah. he come in dropped him off and he came and sat here he's talking to steve mm. i could see um amy's just turned 11 she's getting a bit agitated during her little rest period i was like are you, are you right and she's shaking her head saying he's not training he's not training i can hear him from here this is, this is what she was saying because we were on the platforms and mix in the office and he's he's got a voice that travels yeah um so uh she she's shaking and like she's t- and she, she was upset she was really upset i said go i said go and have a word go and have a word I kind of followed him behind her and she's opened the door and she's like Michael, <laughs> all you're doing is talking. We're not here to talk. We're here to train. I'm not even kidding. That was it. And I'm like, the absolute like determination of this really 11 year old is mental. And like, Mick's a real hard trainer himself. Yeah, he he's also a lovely really. bloke. So yeah. he comes in for a chat. <laughs> he comes in for a chat sometimes, and you know, over his the amount he's trained over the years, he's probably earned that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. not according to uh, not according to the girls, they were absolutely absolutely yeah. fuming. And um, 
Louise, uh, mum was late yesterday yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, so must have had a They must have had a field seven day. Seven minutes late, and they were, f- you know, they were furious. I bet um, what helps with making... you're not here to talk, you're here to train. That's what they say. To <laughs> yeah, late. <laughs> well, <probably laughs> poor Mick just drops his head and like goes back to the set. Absolutely rinse him. It's incredible. The thing, the thing is, it was like Mick, he, he never has an easy session. Like he always pushed himself. Oh, he like, hard, yeah. In the classes, in particular, like straight. But he's a monster. You, yeah. you see him. Whether it's conscious or not, like I just love it as a parenting thing. Like you almost see him take it up a notch again when they're here, as yes. if he was like, "He's like, I can't show them Weakness. that I'm slacking." Well, Sometimes, other than yeah. yesterday, obviously sitting here yeah, having yeah, a chin yeah. wag, but yeah. um, you can see him what again, whether it's it consciously or not. Like he he leads by example. Yeah. He leads from the front, yeah. as they say when they're when they're in. You can really see him flog himself. Yeah. Yeah. What um, helps is that they've. They obviously Mick and Louise are always in grey. Like they make sure that the girls are enjoying it and that they mm. are enjoying training. And oh, I think I that, you, so, that yeah. you've ingrained that enjoyment into them. It makes it so much better that they come mm. in and they enjoy themselves. That's I think part, that's part of the that's part of the consistency thing. You yeah, know, talk about yeah. how you know whether you're looking for strength, hypertrophy, losing weight, getting bigger, whatever it is. You know, it's about it's about consistent discipline, consistency, um, and the discipline brings about the consistency, but. Discipline comes from enjoying yourself, like and actually like enjoying what you do. I think, you know, as as humans, I think we. You, you, if I throw you into a, you're not the best example, but like if I throw someone into a six week boot camp and it's like, you know, get down and give me ten hundred burpees, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Some people obviously love that, but a lot of people won't enjoy that. And it's, it's a punishment. Short, it's punishment, and ex- exercise and training shouldn't be punished. Like we, you, yes, we do work hard. But it has to be enjoyable, you know. And if you enjoy a bit more, you know, powerlifting, your Olympic lifting, you're a bit more sort of hybrid and work around, you know, whatever it is, like find something you you enjoy and and, and stick with it. And you have to make training enjoyable. And that's a key yeah. thing for these girls at the moment as well, is that they're enjoying it. That's yeah. the, that's yeah. the, that's the key. Because let's be honest, you know, let's be honest. I'm not doing anything that's rocket science with them. It's you know they're they're unbelievably you know talented athletes great girls and genetically brilliant it's you know about enjoying it and like making it fun for them so they want to come back they enjoy it you know when we do train seriously at times and going through technical stuff it's like they're tuned in they're listening but you know we also do you know we make we make it fun you know we're doing some olympic lifts at the moment and it's a constant like do do you enjoy doing this girls Are are you like it you know you can tell they are and because of that, we can continue that. Sometimes we'll get them on the track and we'll mess around with some, you know, stupid games. And I was going like to say, that. it was brilliant. You, you weren't <coughs> here. So there was one day when you were doing that tug of rope with them, weren't you? Oh, yeah. So it was yeah. you against just the two girls. And then I think you were holding them pretty easily, weren't you? And then I just, I was I just trying my best, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually units. I jumped over and started helping the girls and Mark obviously started losing. And then I think... Who was it? Ian was in as well. Jumped over. I think Kitty and it was it like everyone started Mick jumping on. on. It was like a ten yeah. on flash ten. Mob. Yeah, flash it was like mob a to flash yeah, mob yeah, tug yeah. of war. Ten on ten. It and was it was funny. it was brilliant. And it was funny. Yeah, they, like, the best thing about them too is like they're so hard. Like <laughs> like like to use old school top terminology. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just like you know. I mean, Amy talks about you know she always says don't like don't be soft. That's yeah. her big thing. Is like you know. <laughs> She found this girl in football and the girl was on the floor and she was like, I said, what, what about that? What happened there? Like, and it wasn't really a foul. She was kind of, was too strong for her. Mm. And she was like, well, she's soft. She needs to get to the gym. <laughs> and I'm like, she needs to learn. Yeah. She needs to learn. 
No, that is true. I think it's well, funny. So this is something I wanted to talk about actually that leads on quite well. So with regards to like enjoyment, enjoy training. Um, I'll send this to you, Max, actually. So with, with the build up to Christmas, how are you mm. what would you say is the best method to try and like maximize your training if you are looking to still be in that hypertrophy phase mm. over Christmas? Because obviously we're gonna be boozing, yeah, gonna be eating. Boozing us. Sorry, no, no, no. no. Um, a few extra protein shakes. A few extra, yeah, a few extra protein shakes. Yeah, um, got a great protein mince pie recipe. That's a lie. I don't. Um, You're a terrible the, cook. <laughs> the 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 biggest thing, and I think this is this is I don't know a bit of a turns on their head a little bit. Mm. In the run up to Christmas, I don't necessarily think it's about training content so much. It's mindset. Mindset All about mindset. In the run up to Christmas. Mindset. Boom. Knowledge bombs. I mean, it is, is it, it's actually I'm Friday. It's actually I'm Friday. Friday, Friday um, message from me. Mm. It's all about mindset and run to Christmas. It's so easy from now. Like, like in years gone by for me, it's been like mid-October. Yeah. I've been like, well, it's Christmas. Mm. And then the extra pints come in in the midweek. Yeah. I say, pe- the people extra cakes you had yesterday. The extra cakes I had that? yesterday. I did have a yeah, cake a yesterday. Huge slice, like, a huge <laughs> slice of cake. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we shared <laughs> half a slice between us. We went to put it away, and then we saw oh, one more. All... Yeah, one, one more, more. one more. Yeah. There's still some on the forks. Might as well make it up to a full mouth. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry, it's, all, continue, it's yeah. easy this time of year, especially like from end of October, start of November, to just think of it as Christmas season and just let everything go out the window. Yeah, like training can drop off. Social occasions naturally will will, will bump up, especially the fact we we live and work a lot of us in and around the city center we've got a very young sociable active member base who you know especially a lot of them work in the corporate sphere it's very easy you know networking events christmas parties catching up with friends that sort of thing like even if people are still going away at the weekends that sort of thing from like now onwards it's easy to just realize between now and new year you just on the booze like every weekend and maybe like once twice in the week yeah. it's so easy to do that whereas like in you in the last last and and then you get to january and realize like you're a stone heavier you look sloppy you yeah. feel sloppy more important you know, everything we've just been speaking about as far as you know we want exercise and diet not to be like a punishment but you know to be a healthy lifelong habit that mm. keeps you feeling fit and capable and strong yeah. and it's easy to get to january and not feel that you know you could have slogged all year and from having eight terrible weeks just from a poor mindset, get to January and you feel unhealthy, you feel like someone that doesn't train. Yeah. How do you um, think you counteract that then? So you still so get the benefits of both worlds? No, so you can... November is pre-season. Okay, pre-season like, is no. You, you, you right. set a, a firm line in the sand and say, you know, as of 15th of December, mm. it's Christmas. And between now and then, it's pre-season. So like, do, like flip it on its head. Training goes up a notch. Diet and nutrition in the week goes up a notch. Yeah. Granted, you're still going to have the social occasions at the weekend, I'm sure. Yeah. Granted, you're probably still going to have social, you know, things in the diary in the week. But, you know, how can you flip your mindset and think, actually, you know what? Until the 15th of December, which is this line in the sand that I've drawn, yeah. it's still pre-season. No cake. Like, like well, there's cake. There's cake. Okay. Don't get me wrong, okay. there's cake. So, and, I'm, and, and, and again, like, uh, you know, <laughs> let's, let's not be unreasonable here. But, you know... If if there's cake and if there's cake been brought in because it's November and it's kind of tis the season to be jolly, you know, indulge in that. But know that actually, it's because uh, you know when you've 
penciled in your four sessions for the week you're going hard mm. this week like training is hard yeah same way as you'd expect if you play the sport and it's pre-season you rock up same way as you know if you're flute prepping for a powerlifting comp you see him when he's last few heavy sessions oh, before God. a comp he's going heavy you know he's yeah. got headphones on he's not talking to anyone he's not messing around when he's training it's hard training heavy it's, for it's those half reps full yeah. goo yeah for the half reps 20 minutes in the sleep pod between sets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, it's, it's hard. And, and like, and, and treat it as that, you know, if you're, if the members are listening here, which I'm sure, you know, all 7,000 of the you know the members and their families are listening now. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. if you're turning up to a Metcon session, you know, it, as much as, you know, we, we talk about the social side of it, through November and December, turn up and graft. Graft. More like yeah. add, add that extra 10%, get the extra rep. When you're here, you know, whoever's coaching it yourself, Kitty Steve, say, look, there's 15 seconds left. It's balls to the wall. Like it's hard training more so than you normally would. Um, and just dial in that mindset. And I think it just at least it offsets the fact that I'm never going to turn around and say, you know what, it's November, you're not allowed to go out. Like there's strictly no socializing between yeah, MSC yeah. members. Um, if those things are going to happen, just balance it out. Make the smart choices from a nutrition perspective when you can. Make the smart choices from a training perspective. You know, if there's a toss up between do I get up and do that Friday 6 a.m. Metcon or not, or do I have an extra hour in bed because I was out on the pot last night? Mm. Um, you make those decisions. Yes, you make it to the session. If you can't do the six o'clock, do the seven o'clock. If you can't make it to either, come in at half six mm-hmm. and you know get a lifting session in. Yeah. Get fifteen thousand steps a day instead of twelve. The steps if, is big, yeah. Sorry, massive, <laughs> massive. But but yeah, mindset. Don't don't just let it all go to pot. If if diet and nutrition are going to pot and you're drinking a little bit more. And you know your calories have gone up 15 percent. Then your steps go up by fifty percent, and your training go, and your training yeah. goes up a level. Um, that that to me for the last year or two has been spot on. Like I said, J- Jordan Harris will tell you when I was living with him, going back five six years, <laughs> one or two Christmases, we got to January and he looked at me and he was like, "Sort yourself out." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, and, and I turned around, and I was like, "I can't even argue with it." <laughs> what did you say to you now then? He said, mate, you look great. You look fantastic. Oh, You're killing Shrek it. Shrek. Have you have you been using full range of motion? Because you yeah. look like it. Slow eccentric. Um, 30%, 30% <laughs> to yeah. failure. Um, I can tell. But um, but yeah, there was one or two years we were just like, got to January, we were just like sort it out. Because I, again, in, those, in those years, it was, you know, from... 25th of September, I was like, what, it's Christmas? We're on the beers. Um, And and in our our younger years, in our younger years, again, especially living in the city centre, it's very easy to do it. But yeah, my mindset, the last couple of years, that's been the key for me. And then coming into January, actually, um, even if the body weight has gone up a little bit, like physically when I'm training, you know, physically as far as like having energy, having, um, you know, vigour, so to speak, like I feel great come January. Um, and actually, it's a net effect if you have a week or so off over Christmas. Instead of coming back and feeling sluggish and heavy and slow and unfit, I feel, although I am obviously heavier a little bit, you know, that's going to happen. Mm. I come back and I feel very well rested. I feel strong. Yeah. I feel fit because I've had a week or 10 days off work. But actually, right up until probably Christmas Eve or, you know, the week before Christmas, I've had a solid like eight, 10 weeks of really hard, really tough training. Yeah. And then the, you, you've earned that week off over Christmas and you don't have to feel guilty then about eating and drinking whatever you want. You just get back into it. And then, and, you know, you you're going to get a couple of pounds are going to come off straight away just by exactly. getting back to normal activity yeah, levels. The, the base so. is still there. The strength is still there. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to resent getting back in the gym and having a couple of weeks of really slow training as you try and build it back up because you're hitting the ground running. Yeah, I think nutrition-wise, just during that November, December as well, like you kind of alluded to it, but just the... Yeah, if you have got that 
big staff social on the Saturday night and you go and, you know, go to a restaurant, you know, you're going to treat yourself, you're going to eat a bit more, drink a bit more than usual. Just, you know, during that week, just try and rein back a little bit, mm. just be super clean, super disciplined, hit your sessions, just so that over the course of the week, that energy balance is, you know, is, is about right, really. Um, being sustainable, isn't it? It's like being realistic and sustainable. Like, I'll say that throughout the year, it's, it's, if you cut yourself out of all of the foods that you want to eat, it's, you're going to bounce even harder at Christmas. You're going to oh, indulge uh, a lot exactly. more. And then, as you say, you feel sloppish in that January. Um, and I want to touch on the... <laughs> sloppish. Sloppish. Yeah, you said sloppish. I like that. Sloppish. Um, you, you were going to talk about steps, weren't you? Because that is a vital thing, I think, that a lot of people would um, appreciate hearing about. It's just because it's, uh, it's a nice thing to increase, isn't it? If you are eating more and then because people often think well they say they're eating more they think well i'll have to do an extra session in, or like this when that's often not the case because you're going to be more fatigued it's then going yeah. to benefit you work uh, sorry not benefit you it's going to make you feel worse in the long run because you'll be more tired more fatigued and that'll impact you longer because you won't be able to do more sessions whereas increasing that non-fatiguing kind of activity mm-hmm. so steps maybe have a little swim something that won't fatigue you too much on your body that's going to increase overall sort of that's, it, that's the key that's the key isn't it it's, it's free you know going you know upping your steps a little bit it's, it's not going to cost you anything in terms of your recovery it's not like yeah. doing a hard hit session or anything mm-hmm. like that it's literally just you know it's, it's low level so there's no knock-on effect in terms of you know what it's going to do for the rest of your week or make yeah. the sessions any worse or any, anything like that it's just a very very cost-effective and easy way to increase your activity levels yeah. um so i think i think that's something really good to say Kind of on Mortal Kombat, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. So, we, I remember now, I remember. Now. I've had a lot of concussions, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. the, the mind just goes a little bit, yeah. just need a nudge, just need a nudge, and <laughs> more combat brought it back. Um, but no, we, we know when we're, when we're talking about like energy balance, weight loss, weight gain, and stuff like that, we know that like going to the gym is useful, but it's not everything you know if you go in for a weight session you know you're not going to be burning thousands of calories you know you might be burning a couple hundred a few hundred calories so you are burning calories it is activity and it is useful but if you go to gym twice a week or three times a week you know let's say you burn a thousand or fifteen hundred calories over the course of seven days that's actually not a lot that could be a tiny fraction of the calories that you're expending Exactly. Yeah. Ex- exactly. So you know you could easily offset that with a couple of bad food food choices. So yeah. you have to when you're looking at like weight management things like that, you have to look at the overall picture. It's not just like right. Okay, I'm going to go and do an extra gym session. I'm going to work really really hard. It's about making the smart choices nutritionally throughout the the week and having a balance. And yes, yeah. eating your bad foods. You know, mm-hmm. dare I say I might have had a cookie the other day. Um, oh. But yeah. I know. <laughs> So listen to this. Um, but like, yeah. So it's it's not you know it's not just the gym. It, like, and, and just increasing step count, for example, is just a very very easy way yeah. to just mm. keep that energy expenditure you know as high as we can also with no think, cost. Yeah. You know, a, a little a little cycle, a little you yeah, know, whatever yeah. it might whatever it might be, some gentle activity during the week, which. You know, people will listen to that and think, like, well, you know, go out for half an hour, walk, so what? Like, what's that going to do? And it's like, but it's accumulation of volume over time of these small habits. And those half an hour walks doing those, you know, 250 times a year, you know, five times, five times, five times a week, just going out for half an hour, just for a walk, 40 minutes, whatever it is, 20 minutes, it doesn't matter. But 
over accumulation, that adds up to a lot. Mm. And it's the same with the gym, isn't it? You think like, okay, twice a week, oh, it doesn't matter if I don't go today. But over the long haul, two sessions a week, 104 sessions a year, like 104 sessions in the gym. Like that's a, that's a lot yeah. compared to mm-hmm. nothing. Or, you know, and it's the same with the step count and it's the same with, you know, and, and I, was, I would say as well, probably going a bit off course, but like, you know, finding a, a little sport or a leisurely activity you enjoy, whether it be golf or you, Five aside, five aside. You play rugby or mm. swimming yeah. or, or whatever, whatever it is. So a guy like Paul, 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 exactly, does more combat. A guy, a chap I've trained for the last five or six years, Mark Newton. He's um, in his kind of early early sixties, I believe. Um, so he trains once a week in the gym. Uh, sometimes we do two if we're catching up from weeks missed or whatever. But it evens out one session a week, fifty-two sessions a year, and that you know the big the big focus there is on you know building his strength you know making sure he's strong he's mobile etc but what he does on top of that is he does one swim a week and he does one yoga session yeah a week cycles he cycles to and from the gym and all these little they're not little but all these little things add up you know if he's just coming to the gym once a week and then going home Mm. not being active at all then he's going to struggle in terms of weight man- yes we can keep yeah. him strong but he's going to struggle in terms of weight management and you could argue overall health but the fact that he's found his swimming which he you know never did before like he retired so he likes doing his swimming he goes once a week and that you know that's movement that's a bit of extra mm. conditioning a bit of extra extra resistance work arguably as well uh the yoga as well and it's these little bits of activity and him cycling in he doesn't cycle in if it's absolutely slawing it down with rain. It will drive in, but any chance he's got, he's cycling in. And all those times he does that mm. is adding up. If he does that, you know, 40 times a year and it's a 20-minute cycle there and back, it adds up. So I think we've got to look at the, the big picture. And I think that's where, you know, we're talking about the fact that, you know, weight training isn't weight, weight training isn't necessarily, you know, the best avenue for just expending calories. Again, it's such a small part of the week that you're not going to burn thousands and thousands of calories if you're lifting weights once or twice a week. Yeah. And what it does do, and, and I think this is where it, it's different to so many other types of exercises, you know, it allows you to be robust and capable and obviously strong enough and tolerant enough to movement that, you know, if you are in the gym once or twice a week, maintaining a good strength base, it means that he is then strong enough that the cycling to and from the gym isn't, overly strenuous if he didn't have strength in his legs you might turn around and say well i can come to the gym but i'm not strong enough to cycle there and lift weights and cycle home agreed it might be that you know if he didn't do the weights to his upper body he might be a little bit more unstable a little more vulnerable in the shoulders and then the swimming might not be achievable so the real magic i think of weight training and strength development isn't necessarily that it burns calories and keeps the weight off you exactly is that yeah. it allows you to then lead that healthy and active lifestyle like i said like yeah. with the girls the, the young girls that you coach they can go and play football and jiu-jitsu and track and field and dance and all that kind of stuff because they're strong conditioning work with yeah. them it's yeah. just making them strong exactly. it's the same with mark yeah. is like because he's doing all that other stuff mm. people might people might <laughs> look up you know, our sessions, I think you've got him once a week. Like, you mm. need to be work. Come on, you need to be on the track. You need to be doing this. Mm. You need to be doing that. And it's like, no, like, like you need is it because, it's because of him an hour a week. Mm. The only thing that matters really is making him strong, mm. you know, and 
you know, we push the sledge at the end a lot of the time, which gets his heart rate up a little bit. Don't get me wrong, mm. but you know, it's still focused around the strength in terms of like pushing a good amount of weight. Mm. So there's still more strength bias. Um, but it's even more important because I've got him once a week. You know, if I had him five times a week, then sure, we'll do some conditioning and stuff. But the detail, you know, exactly. Well, you once a week, it's like just make sure he's strong, prep him for the outside. The outside world. You need to be ready for more combat. Yeah, exactly. Zombie apocalypse, whatever it might be, he's he's ready Mm. for that. But you're absolutely right because he's strong. You know, the cycling is more efficient and better. He can handle it. He can handle the swimming. Um, Mm. Because he's doing a strength work in the gym, that plays a role in terms of how much he can do in the pool. Mm. Yeah. And therefore, he's getting his calorie burn, Mm. you know. Over the course of the week. Over the course of the week. Anyway, if I beast him, and he's destroyed and he can't go swimming because he's absolutely battered for two or three days. Okay, I've burned an extra 200 calories in the gym, but I've missed out on 800 calories in the swimming pool, mm, yeah. you know, as an example. Yeah, and again, I like, couldn't, couldn't agree more. So I'm sure you've seen I've got uh, two of my longest standing clients are actually my own parents. Coach oh, once, twice a week, and it's exactly the same. And, uh, um, you know, they're, they're, both, they're both pushing 70. They're both soon to be grandparents, not not of my doing, my brother. That wasn't an answer. That wasn't an Yeah, guys, got some um, not, not, not from me. Um, but, but you know, they're, they're, they're in the gym twice a week. Um, again, very, very similar to Mark. Like I said basic strength development. Um, but that means that dad can be on the golf course nine days a week. Mum can go for walks with her friends. They can do everything else. Yeah. Um, and they can maintain active lifestyles exactly which is yeah. what which is what we're after um, exactly. That's some, yeah it's, it's great to, it's been great to see their progress over the years i love mm. watching them train like mm. it's brilliant like coming in and doing the deadlifts you know they're just doing good structured s and c yeah and it's lovely to see lovely because you know with your older population i think it's just so um it shouldn't be, but it's unusual, isn't it? Mm. You know, to come in and like, it's like, you know, my guy Mark has never touched a weight before the mm. age of like 60. Mm. But he's just reaping mm. the rewards of it now. So we all don't. Where does your dad play golf? I'm looking for oh, he's all over. He's a, he's a, he's a... <laughs> You've had you've had one golf club sat in the corner of the office for about the last five years. He's 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 all over the place. He played a bit of Mosley, mem- a, a member at Ombersley over that way. Uh, plays at the Lickies sometimes. Lovely course I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was either golf or being a hooligan, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He leaning towards golf, probably. Probably. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go Millwall away as well. But, Millwall away, yeah. um, Probably a more sustained. If we're talking about sustainability, on a Saturday, golf on a Sunday. Yeah. Talking about yeah. sustainability, yeah. you know, consistent, healthy lifestyle. I'd probably advocate the golf. Yeah, you get a what few steps. steps, 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 steps you get steps in yeah, for yeah, being I a hooligan. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was talking about golf. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was saying, you know, walking to and from the ground. Yeah, true, 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 true. Standing up, sitting down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but uh, no, I'll, I'll speak to Dave. See if you go for round. I'll, I'll get, get down the range it. a few times first. Ooh, and, uh, well, we'll have a golf net in here, so you won't need to get amongst it too. Yeah, need the range. Well, we've got sure, to sort sure. of sort of first. Yeah, like the pool table, more combat, change yeah. rooms, pizza yeah. Right. Um, I think that's a good place to end that there. Anyway, so um, thank you for listening. We've covered a variety of topics. Um, if you want. Me and Max and Mark to cover anything else, please send in some suggestions. Um, thank you for listening, and we will uh, speak to you all soon. We'll be back soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you.